It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, friends? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast brought to you by our friends at Pepsi who want to remind you, of course, that this football season has been different, but Pepsi is always here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It is made for those who watch it. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. What's going on, friends? Billy Rossetti of SI Panthers here in what's become partly a regular episode as we will recap a little bit Saturday's game, but also kind of an emergency episode because we're going to start today off with some breaking news. I'm actually recording this just a few minutes after the news just broke that the Panthers have fired General Manager Marty Herney for the second time. Remember, this was his second stint, of course, with the Panthers. He was fired in two thousand, a couple weeks into the 2017 season. Team brought back Dave Gettleman. He got fired. Panthers went back to Marty Herney. And now it's like <laughs> the cycle continues. Marty Herney, once again, out as Panthers general manager, as the Panthers are now enduring their third straight double-digit loss season. Of course, third, obviously third straight season, missing the playoffs. They have not made the playoffs since 2017 and have not won a playoff game since the, uh, since the Super Bowl run. So, obviously a, a big change here, but... The writing was kind of on the wall, too, with Marty Herney. Of course, his contract was set to expire in June, right? So about a month or so after the 2021 draft. And you had the sense in the 2020 draft that Marty Herney was starting to lose his power a little bit, or at least his uh, how much say he had in a lot of the discussions. The decision-making here, you know, it was obviously kind of a three-headed race, but two of those heads were rising above the other, and those two, of course, being David Tepper and Matt Rule. They seem to have a little more input on what the 2020 team was going to look like. So, Matt, or excuse me, uh, Marty Herney started to become a bit of a... Uh, a lame duck, right? We, we, the questions were starting to rise after the draft and especially throughout the season, whether or not he was going to be still with the team for a longer period of time. And the news, news comes out today. David Tepper, uh, spoke to the media a little bit. He came out and he said, quote, I notified Marty 
that we would not be extending his contract beyond the 2020 season. This was a difficult decision. Marty has been a valuable member of our franchise, and there is no way to convey my level of respect for him. We sincerely appreciate his hard work over 19 seasons and wish him well moving forward. Obviously, it was a uh, you know it was a very solid run between the two years or the two stints for Marty Herney. He began his first stint with the Panthers in 2002. That lasted 10 years, again, getting fired during the 2012 season, and then came back in 2017. During those 19 years, or um, during all those years as GM, the Panthers made the playoffs four times, won the division twice, and played in one NFC championship, which resulted in a trip to Super Bowl 38. And of course, Marty Herney was the man behind the picks of Cam Newton in 2011 and Luke Kuechly in 2012. Both players, of course, winning NFL Rookie of the Year, which made the Panthers just the fourth team. Interesting note here from uh, the Panthers' website. Panthers were just the fourth team to have consecutive offensive or defensive Rookies of the Year since the AP started presenting the awards in 1967. Uh, Marty Herney did have some words himself saying, quote, I want to thank Dave and Nicole for the opportunity to be a part of this organization over the last three seasons. I have a great relationship with Matt and everybody in the building. I believe this team is well positioned for the future and wish Matt, the players, and the entire organization all the best. And Herney, of course, uh, actually originally joined Carolina in 1998 serving as their director of football administration, and then spent three years from 99 to 01 as the director of football operations before being named the general manager in 2002. But again, like I said, the, the writing was kind of on the wall, and the Panthers made it official today. Marty Herney out as general manager of the Carolina Panthers, so... Really going to be interesting now to see what the Panthers will do here in terms of uh, in, in finding a new general manager. We know some names are already going around getting some interviews because obviously a few other teams have already gotten a head start as well in their GM search. Teams like the, uh, the Detroit Lions, we know just had a couple of GM interviews. The Houston Texans are looking for one, the Atlanta Falcons, so... A couple of teams uh, Panthers are already in competition with. Lewis Riddick, obviously, is one of the hot names right now. He's already interviewed, I believe, with the Lions and the Texans. Certainly would fit very well, really, with any team he lands with. So if you know, maybe the Panthers go out and try to get Lewis Riddick, I, th- I think Lewis Riddick would be an, an incredible general manager. So you know, we'll start looking at some names. You know, as we go forward here and see who might end up uh, landing in the GM spot. But, um, you know, obviously this is just sudden and just kind of out of nowhere. This is just kind of rapid fire thoughts. Like I said, just mere minutes after the news broke. But again, you you felt it was coming. Matt Roll really started to take charge here. And then, of course, David Tepper is becoming one of those owners that he doesn't just sit back. He gets involved in a lot of the decisions. And this was obviously 
one of those big decisions here. So big day, uh, big news day for the Carolina Panthers uh, as they turn yet another page in the uh, in the David Tepper era. So we'll be on the lookout now in the next couple of weeks for the new general manager of the Carolina Panthers. So that's the big breaking news of the day. Obviously, there was some other big news over the weekend, and that was the fact that, oh, by the way, the Carolina Panthers did play a game on Saturday. We will get into the nuts and bolts of that in just a minute. But before we get into that, I want to take a quick shout-out to thank one of our great sponsors here. This episode is being brought to you by 1010. Now, you may have read about this in the New York Times or Forbes, and we are excited to tell you about it. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring, launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. And when they're gone, they're gone. We all know that the diamond engagement ring is iconic, It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people. And with 1010, it's been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. So if you're making 2021 plans or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Again, this exciting limited edition collection of Diamond Engagement Rings launches on January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Saturday. What happened Saturday? Well, a lot better of a performance than I expected. If you guys remember, I thought this was going to be a pretty ugly game, and it started that way. We know the, the Packers really jumped out on the Carolina Panthers, scoring on their first three possessions, but it, and uh, getting out to a 21-3 halftime lead. But I tell you what, the Panthers, for as much of the struggles they had in the second half of a lot of these games this season, they played very well. In the second half of this one, made it a uh, made it a very competitive game, kept it close. Packers were held to just three points in the second half. So for as on fire as the Packers were in the first half, they really pulled off in the second half. So you got to give a lot of credit. Those are just the quick early thoughts. You know the like the rapid takeaway. Really got to credit them in the in the second half the way that defense stepped up. But ultimately, of course, they did fall short. Uh, A couple of miscues, which we'll get into. But they ultimately did fall short, losing to the Green Bay Packers by a score 
of 24 to 16. And so it is now 4 and 10 on the season for the Carolina Panthers. They have now lost 8 of their last 9 since that 3 and 2 start. But the positive, you know, if there is any kind of positive or moral victory, whatever you want to call it, is it was yet another one-score loss. Ten losses now for the Carolina Panthers. Eight of them have been by eight points or less. The only team, of course, that beat Carolina by more than one possession was, of course, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they did it twice. But everybody else, the Packers, the Chiefs, the Raiders, all those other teams... Panthers didn't lose by more than eight points. So that's going to be a bit of a positive, obviously, to take away once the 2020 season does ultimately come to an end. And you obviously got to love, like I said, the way the defense played, especially in the second half, especially the fact that they had not one, not two, not three, not four, but five sacks of Aaron Rodgers. We talked last week, of course, about the struggles that the Panthers had of getting to the opposing quarterback, being one of the worst teams in the NFL in terms of uh, sacking the quarterback. Well, they really, they really turned that around with, uh, with five sacks. That was, that was a big one. This, uh, you know, that, that was a big reason why the Panthers were able to kind of hang tough and, you know, really keep it competitive. In fact, it kind of jumped them up a little bit. You know, they're still toward the bottom, but it definitely bumped up their uh, their sack total, at least in terms of sacks per game. Uh, they're now actually tied for 23rd with the New York Jets and the Los Angeles Chargers uh, in terms of team sacks per game. Still struggled a little bit in terms of protecting Teddy Bridgewater. He get, did get sacked three times. Um, but, again, the fact that they got to Aaron Rodgers five times and the fact that they actually did not let Devontae Adams kill them like I really thought he would. Adams did have seven catches, but he only went for 42 yards. So, really, really good job. Again, just getting pressure on Aaron Rodgers and really you know, faltering the pa- uh, the Packers offense in the second half. They did get killed in the run game, though, as they had been all year. 145 yards on 20 carries and a touchdown for Aaron Jones. Uh, as far as the Panthers numbers go, of course, uh, great day for DJ Moore. 131 yards on six catches. Really was one of the big bright spots on the Panthers offense. And with that, plus the 21 yards from Robbie Anderson, who had a very quiet day. But even with all that, the Panthers now have two receivers that have cracked 1,000 yards receiving. So congratulations to DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson there, both over 1,000 yards receiving on the season. Teddy Bridgewater, of course, another so-so day, 21 of 35, 258 yards. Again, sacked three times, didn't throw a touchdown, but didn't throw an interception either, and he did rush for a touchdown, so it's nice to see him kind of building up the rushing touchdowns as well. He's now up to five on the season, so really good for that, uh, you know, nice stat there, especially, you know, just in terms of him 
fully making that comeback from that leg injury and you know he obviously hasn't been killing teams with his legs and we knew he was never a running quarterback but the fact that he has five rushing touchdowns is a really nice sign for uh, a guy like him and a really great moment uh Mike Davis rushed for 59 yards on 14 carries so another another very solid day rushing the football for uh for the Panthers or for Mike Davis and as a team you know 115 total yards rushing as uh Rodney Smith even added 23 yards rushing on four carries but again DJ Moore really the the big bright spot in the passing game with a buck 31 Curtis Samuel had 42 yards receiving on four catches Ian Thomas 29 yards three catches Rodney Smith had three catches for 24 Robbie Anderson two catches for 21 Mike Davis two catches for two yards and Alex Arma even got in the passing game as well with one catch for nine yards uh the other numbers just real quick Farrell Cooper returned three punts for 20 yards Trenton Cannon uh three kickoff returns for 72 yards and then turnovers of course uh the Panthers fumbled the ball twice lost it sort of a nice segue there but that was obviously one of the big miscues with the Panthers was two fumbles uh both at the goal line including of course the killer one by Teddy Bridgewater losing it at the goal line and that obviously wound up playing a uh, a huge factor in this one uh the other fumble the panthers of course did recover it actually was gonna end up being recovered uh for a touchdown but a holding penalty on john miller negated that and the panthers had to settle for a field goal on that drive so obviously a lot could have changed on a lot could have changed on that one so that was a that was a killer turnover. That goal line fumble wound up being the only turnover of the game, as the Packers uh, did not ta- did not turn the ball over at all. You know, didn't even fumble the ball at all, let alone turn the ball over. So, we've talked about it many times. When you lose the turnover battle, typically you're going to lose the game, especially when it's a killer turnover at the goal line, like Teddy Bridgewater did, and that ultimately played a uh, a huge factor in this game uh Panthers and Packers both ended up with 20 20 first downs uh but once again it was the Panthers inability to stop the Packers on third down especially on a couple of drives that did them in again the Packers you know they did end up five of 12 but there were of course a couple of drives where they converted a couple third downs and especially in the first half and once again that's been the 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 biggest Achilles heel was the Panthers just cannot get off the Panthers defense just cannot get off the field on third down and the Panthers themselves were four of 12 on third down so third down once again a uh a big big factor in the Panthers losing this game and again they uh they lost the turnover lost the turnover battle one nothing fumbled twice lost one of them uh but time of possession was nearly identical panthers had the ball for about a minute and 40 more 
than the Packers did. But it just ultimately turned out that the first half hole or the halftime hole was ultimately too big of a hole for the Panthers to get out of. So a lot of big mistakes, but again, big credit to the defense, stopping the Packers in the second half, getting to Rodgers five times and uh, just becoming, just really showing that competitive fire that I hoped he would have, or that I was hoping you would like, you would see uh, come Saturday, like I said, before the game. So they really showed that you're really starting to see some, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of foundation, as I've said, going forward to 2021. So, but the bottom line, four and ten did improve their draft stock, and we'll get into that in a minute as we're really going to start firing up draft season now. Bowl season is coming in, uh, all that good stuff. And speaking of bowl season and big games, things like that, here's your chance to bet on them. Because uh, we've got our good friends at Bet Online AG. Are we ready for some football? College football heads into bowl season. In fact, bowl season starts today. Appalachian State against North Texas. And there are some big matchups this weekend in college and the NFL. As the NFL regular season is finishing up with the playoff picture becoming clearer. And there is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. And that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use our promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. We have NFL Games of the Week. Of course, uh, Carolina taking on Washington and some big games outside the NFL. Or, or I should say around the NFL, outside of Carolina. Seahawks-Rams is a big one. So a lot of big games coming up. There's a game on Christmas, don't forget, Vikings-Saints. Uh, and then, of course, a lot of big games coming up in college. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use our promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And again, visit our good friends and exclusive partner at BetOnline underscore AG on Twitter to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your sign-up bonus. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. So like I mentioned, tough loss, but the foundation is starting to be there, especially looking forward to the 2021 offseason, which of course, again, now has even more importance because it's going to have a new general manager. 
And we talked about the possibility of the draft order and the possibility of the Panthers moving up and how, you know, it was possible they could have moved up to number four. Well, sure enough, the Panthers actually got the results they needed to move up to number four. We we know, of course, the Chargers uh, beat the Raiders on on, uh, Thursday, beating the Raiders. And then, of course, Dallas did beat San Francisco on Sunday. And the Panthers have the slight edge right now on strength of schedule over the Atlanta Falcons. Basically, it boils down to the fact that the non-common opponents for the Panthers, which were Arizona and, and Washington, those teams combined have a... I think one less win. Those teams have 14 combined wins versus the non-common opponents for the Falcons, which are Dallas and Seattle. They have 15 combined wins. So that one win difference right now is the difference in Carolina uh, being in the number four spot in the draft and Atlanta being at number five. So at this point... The Panthers are in the driver's seat. Now, again, it's going to boil down to those those two other teams. It could also boil down to a uh, conference record if the, if the strength of schedule ends up being the same. But I believe the Panthers would have the edge in that as well. Just double-checking uh, the conference record between the Panthers and the Falcons. Uh, The Panthers, of course, are still in last place in the division, being tied with the Falcons at 4-10. The tiebreaker right now for Atlanta being third is actually common opponents. Both teams are uh, 1-4 in the division, and of course they split head-to-head. So division tiebreakers, of course, common opponents comes before conference record, which uh, even though... Atlanta, I believe, has... Well, actually, Carolina has the edge in uh, in conference record. So, actually, Atlanta would have the edge in the draft uh, tiebreaker if they were to have the same strength of schedule because, again, it goes strength of schedule and then it goes division... Well, it'd be, then it would be whoever has the worst division record, but they're tied in that as well at 1-4, and four, and then it would go to conference record. Atlanta's 2-9 and nine in the conference, Carolina is three and seven. But in terms of the uh, division tie right now, uh, Atlanta is ahead because of common opponents on Carolina. The common opponents being Chicago, Green Bay, Minnesota, Detroit, Denver, New Orleans, Vegas, LA, and Tampa, the LA Chargers. Atlanta is three and seven in those games. Carolina is two and eight. So we talked about the the schedule rotation right now, as we know, the Panthers are set to play the AFC East and the NFC East. And now, right now, they'd be on pace to visit San Francisco and play at home against Detroit. And um, actually, too, we know that the NFL approved the what the set. They haven't officially said that next season is going to be 17 games. It could be going that way, though. But when they get to 17 games, that 17th game will be another rotation from the opposite conference with the same uh, same opponents. So 
let's say, for example, 2021, they do go to 17 games. That would mean that the Panthers would play one of, currently would play one of the three other last place teams outside of the AFC East. So right now that would either be the Bengals, the Jaguars, or the Chargers. Because again, they're set to play the AFC East, so they're already going to play the Jets. So we'll see if they prove that 17th game. We'll see if one of those teams, well, obviously the Bengals are, Bengals are obviously locked in the last place in the AFC North. Jags in the South. Uh, the Chargers are actually tied with the Broncos at 5-9 and nine in the West. So, uh, again, first thing is we'll see if they approve 17 games for 2021. So that's the division standings right now. Uh, but, again, in terms of draft order, they have the slightly easier schedule than Atlanta. So, obviously, things can still change a little bit. But as of now, Carolina is sitting number four in the draft order. Uh, theoretically, they could still get up to number three if they lose their last two games and the Bengals win two of their last three, which is probably unlikely. So, uh, but hey, this would be a great spot for a new general manager, right? You come in, you get the the fourth pick in the draft, and you know that two of the first three picks are probably going to be quarterbacks. And obviously, uh, for those of you that were under a rock on Sunday, you missed the big change in the draft order, which of course was Jacksonville taking over the number one pick in the draft because the Jets somehow beat the Los Angeles Rams 23-20. to So now the Jaguars are in position to select Trevor Lawrence. Jets sitting at number two. I would, I still think the Jets would take a quarterback, though, in that position, whether it's Justin Fields, whether it's uh, Zach Wilson. And then Cincinnati probably would take either Panay Sewell or uh, Jamar Chase. So Carolina sitting at number four right now would be a great spot for Matt Rule and whoever the new general manager is because you almost get the pick of the litter. You know, if you want to take a quarterback, you know, whichever one – the Jets don't take between Fields or Wilson. Uh, you could certainly go in that direction. They'd obviously be in prime position if they want to take a player like Micah Parsons. A um, lot of great options here. So Panthers sitting in uh, in really good position in terms of uh, the draft. Now, again, they could win a game here, and some of these five and nine teams could lose, and the and the Panthers would drop again because. Looking at the strength of schedule right now, they're sitting at 531, which again is the entire schedule. That's still better than a bunch of these 5-9 and nine teams, like the Dallas Cowboys, like the LA Chargers, who they were sitting behind entering the week. Uh, the Giants have an easier schedule than the Panthers. The Lions, so, you know, it's quite possible Panthers could fall all the way down to, you know, maybe just outside the top 10. If they win a game now, as we know, they're going to fight really hard as they've shown against Green Bay. And you know what? It's very possible they could win on Sunday against the Washington football team and good old Riverboat Ron. But I know a lot of people out there are probably hoping that Carolina loses their final two against Washington and New Orleans 
finish at four and twelve, and very possibly lock themselves into that number four draft pick. So we'll see. A lot of a lot of things can still happen. Um, you know, so a lot can change in these final two weeks. But again, still crazy to think that there are only two games left here in the regular season. Uh, looking forward, of course, to later this week when I talk to my buddy Chris of Lockdown Washington football team. Uh, always great to chat with him. Getting you ready for, again, what should be a very, very interesting game against the Washington football team and Ron Rivera here in week 16. So, But again, re- recapping the big story of the day, the Panthers have officially announced that they have parted ways with general manager Marty Herney for the second time in franchise history. They did it in 2012, and now they have done it again here in 2020. So that's going to wrap it up here for this edition of the Locked on Panthers podcast. As always, appreciate you guys tuning in. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E, and follow wherever you listen to the podcast we are here for you always an exciting time closing in wrapping up another great season with you guys uh year four just about in the books and ready to dive into year five with you guys so hope you guys have a great rest of your monday and we'll see you next time right here on lop until then take care my friends we will see you soon If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.